Good morning. This is Chuck Wilson from the Sacred Heart Hour on WelcomeHisHeart.com, welcoming you. And guess what? Father Stosh Daly just walked in, and uh, so we're going to let him uh, put the microphone, the headphones on, and we're ready to roll. And this, uh, we're already prepared. We've scripted this all for at least twenty-four hours, uh-huh. so we're ready. <laughs> Okay, Father, good morning. Good morning. As we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The morning offering prayer. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, weather was was terrific this morning, right? Hard to get through those puddles. And (laughs) semi-trucks. And semi-trucks with their hoods missing and engines blowing up. (laughs) And the trucks and so forth. Well, I know, Father, we're excited about today. It's May, and what is May? We turn to Our Lady and renew our love for her mother, uh, for our mother, while acknowledging her as queen. And I think, Father, as we do this, why? I know growing up Protestant, mm-hmm. that question always came up. <laughs> you, you people with Mary, what's your deal? <laughs> I love being a part of you people. <laughs> so. Me too, Father. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I always take that question as a, an invitation to mm-hmm. kind of learn more about Jesus. And I always remember what Father John Paul Mary of Divine Mercy said. He's with the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word. And of course, he's with EWTN down in Birmingham, Alabama. So you can imagine the questions he gets about the church, the faith, the Eucharist, being a Franciscan, dressing like he does, where he does, as he does. And then, of course, Our Lady. And that question arises, Mm -hmm. you know, so why do Catholics, you know, worship Our Lady? He's like, well, A, we don't worship Our Lady. Uh, B, we hold her in high esteem because of her yes. It's through her yes that Jesus comes to us in the flesh. And then, you know, he'll usually bring the conversation to a close by saying, why don't you just ask Jesus for the grace to love Mary as much as he loves Mary. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, then they're toast. Uh, they're like wet yeah. toast on a first Friday in May. <laughs> exactly. you know? Put it right out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but isn't that our call to love as Jesus loves? Yeah. And so if we struggle uh, with uh, devotion or veneration or public practices of piety with Our Lady, if we struggle with any of that, then all we have to do is go to Jesus and say, Lord, give me the grace to love as you love, especially to love your mother as you love your mother. And then we start to see things that we had not seen before. We start to hear things that perhaps we've heard before but didn't understand. So really we're approaching her uh, through the perspective of Jesus and then asking her to teach us how to see him as a mother sees her son. And that's that's really the reality of the rosary, right? We approach the life of Jesus through the eyes of the mother. We're holding her hand walking towards God in the flesh, Jesus. And we give her the love and honor that our Lord gives her. Absolutely. Nothing more Absolutely. and nothing less. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. You know, Father, um, I, I had an individual I worked with, and he played defense fan for Ohio State oh, back wow. in the 50s. 
big. He was a big guy. I, I, yeah. You're dating yourself. <laughs> yeah. And he came uh, from Cleveland. Oh. Gr- grew up in an orphanage. Oh, wow. And we were downtown. We we're going to make a sales call. And I said something, and, and Al said, no, I don't go to Jesus. I said, what do you mean, Al, you don't go to Jesus? He said, no, I, I, don't go, I go to the mother. Yeah. I go to Mary. Mm. And I was thinking for Al growing up in an orphanage, mm. yeah. Mary became his mother. Mother, absolutely. Mm. Yes, yeah. And I think all of us have to think of ourselves as orphanages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, Father, I was talking to my sister, and their their, their family's not Catholic, mm-hmm. and so we were talking about Mary. Yeah. And I said to her, the way I look at it, Joan, and it, you know, I'm practical, Father, so this is not any the theology. Engineer. This is not theology 101. <laughs> I'm not even sure you've ever anything's ever been written on this. But I said, Joan, let's look at the two ladies. Let's look at Eve and let's oh, look yeah. at Mary. Yeah. And I think what Eve wanted to do was to become more like God. Mm. And she wanted to become more like a man. She Mm. wanted to make the decisions and do the things. What Mm. Mary was surrendering to God. And I think today for a call to women, Mm -hmm. we have to look at what role, where are you between Eve and Mary? Mm. Ooh, that's powerful. But I don't know whether that makes sense, Father, or not. We always have to check with you, Father. On air. (laughs) I know, too. How do we make that shift over to Mary? Well, once again, it goes back to um, Jesus. It goes back to the Lord. And if we could just appreciate how God the Father in his plan, his mysterious plan of incredible and divine and merciful love, he sent the Archangel Gabriel to one woman in particular, whom we call Mary. Um, So the Father chose her. You know, we did not. The Father did. And that takes incredible humility, however subtle uh, or inherent or maybe hidden it might be on our part when we have a love for Our Lady. We don't, we don't realize that there's a humility underneath all of that. It's like, I am going to the one that the Father in Heaven chose. You know, the mm-hmm. Father in Heaven chose. And we look at her and we understand that whether it's in art or scripture or even uh, how we sing Marian hymns, there's always that reflection of her disposition of prayer and surrender before the Lord, understanding that she mm-hmm. was created to do the will of God. And when we look at a stained glass window or, like I said, a painting or a picture or a hymn, she's always kind of depicted in a state of prayer when the Archangel Gabriel approaches her. Whether she was in formal prayer or informal prayer, vocal prayer, meditative prayer when the Archangel spoke to her, what we know is that she was in a constant state of docility and prayer before the Lord. And that's, that gives us the disposition that our humanity has to have. And like you said, Chuck, it's in um, con- contrast to Eve. And there's that understanding that the serpent tempts Mary as much as he tempts Eve. But in her constant state of prayer, she is a woman who is mighty and she is strong. But she's also constantly seeking the will of the Father. And because of that, she steps on the head of the evil one, the serpent. And each one of us, women, and also men, how we relate to Mary is by and large going to reflect how we relate to the will of God. Do we want to be that one who is docile in the eyes of the Father in heaven and seeking his will, not our own? Or, as you said, Chuck, do we want to forge our own path, do our own thing, and even sometimes, yes, buck nature? 
go against the path that's been laid out for us. And, and in today's world where even the identity of our humanity is called into question, challenged, and hated, we look at Our Lady and she is the one who is what? Totally, perfectly human. In her dignity and in her femininity, she radiates this absolute perfection and dignity that's found within humanity. And Eve also did not have original sin. That's correct. Yeah. So Eve had benefits of grace. Yes. Tremendous grace. Yeah. Yep. So Mary could have not chosen. Well, it's interesting because we would say that, you know, when you do the will of God, you're totally free. Mm-hmm. You're totally free when you're able to do as you ought to do, you know. And so she was given this grace. That's why, you know, remember the how did these how does the angel greet her? Full of grace. Mm. She is filled with grace. So was there an option there to go mm-hmm. against God's will? The option was on the table. Mm-hmm. But she was absolutely totally free. She embraced freedom to do what she ought to do, which was the will of God. Mm-hmm. And she becomes a beautiful, striking example to we who are Americans because we love that word freedom. Mm-hmm. We love it. But our patroness is Mary, the Immaculate Conception. You know, the one who is totally free from the moment of her creation, her conception. And Father, I love when you explain about in the Old Testament where the king had the mother. Oh, I get so excited. My knees I start bumping that. up and down. And they start. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't think we normally think about that. Yeah. It's and, beautiful. And that kind of goes back to um, Chuck's memory of his friend. You know, I go to the mother. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that opens up a lot of doors to sometimes even contempt. Well, mm-hmm. no, we're supposed to go straight to God. Mm-hmm. We're going straight to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But I go to the mother. That's not in contrast or opposition to mm-hmm. approaching the Lord. Remember, you know, David, when he takes the throne and he becomes king, he starts to reshape and totally refashion the way that the Hebrews, the Jews, the Israelites, they will live out a kingdom. He does it in contrast to all of the other people around them. And in their kingdom, the kingdom that is the chosen race, chosen by God, the queen is not the wife of the king. The queen is the mother. Hmm. And the queen is given a seat in the royal throne room that would have really been lived out first by Solomon. And the queen is given a throne that people would approach with their petitions for the king. Hmm. Because they knew it's not that she was she would just run interference. Yeah. It she was purify their intentions to make them worthy of the king. She would burn off any selfishness, any self pursuits. She would make sure that it was worthy of the attention of the king and thus inspire the one who is the petitioner, or in mm. our case, like the one who's praying. Yeah. She would make sure that we know who we are, we know who he is, and we really know what we're asking. That is profound and beautiful. And, and I think I'm exhausted. <laughs> In summary, Father, what we're really saying is our Heavenly Mother directs our attention from things that change back to the source of our stability and tranquility, the heart, the heart of Jesus. And I think this is what the program's all about. It's the Sacred Heart Hour. If you want to know more about the Sacred Heart and ways that you can be involved, the way you can enthrone your home the way that you can start to live the way God wants you to live, go to welcomeisheart.com. But we also have exciting news, Father, that brings us right into May, (laughs) the month of May. Oh, we do. And the ordination and installation of our newly elect bishop, Father Earl Fernandez, is this coming May 31st on the feast day of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yep. It's funny that if you think about it, a month ago, we were here on this show. The very next day, the announcement was made public in the Holy See. Mm. I mean, Mm. 
people had whispers. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, the Holy Spirit was definitely dropping hints here and there. Uh, but if you think, how much has changed just within a month? Yes. I mean, now we're in the month of Our Lady. Uh, Father Earl Fernandez in his uh, press conference, he spoke beautifully about his devotion to the Sacred Heart he of Jesus. He certainly did. And also of his total dependency upon Our Lady yes. as Mother and Queen. What so, more could we ask for? Yeah. No, it, it, we're very blessed. you know. And to all of our listeners, there's a beautiful campaign going on right now. Pray a rosary a day yes. in May for... Earl Fernandez, Father Earl Fernandez. I our love Bishop that. Elect. Even has a little jingle to it. I know. <laughs> and, I know. and Father, we have been told that for the first time in a hundred years, we're going to have an installation and an ordination. Well, the first la- is ordinate, yeah. or, ordination. Ordination, ordination first, yeah. and then installation. The last bishop, I don't know whether it was Fenway or someone, um, mm. but it was a hundred years, years ago. ago. Because mostly we've had installations. You're right. And then we yeah. did have an ordination, uh-huh. uh, but he was an auxiliary bishop. Right. Uh-huh. So you're right. You're probably yeah. an ordination and installation yeah. is ordinary. First yeah. Time. So, and also, Father, let's talk a History little bit. History in the making. Therefore, <laughs> May 31st uh, is the second mystery of the joyful yep. rose, uh, well, in the now, rosary. We need to say it also will be live streamed. The mystery? No, the ordination installation. Oh, the ordination. Yeah, on the radio. So if you're, you know, the church can only and that's, hold that's so many. That's also a mystery. It's the mystery of God's love. But we're yes. talking about the yes. uh, second joyful mystery of the rosary is Mary's visitation to her cousin Elizabeth. And I think it's interesting that he has chosen this date. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Tuesday. It's not like it's it's a Friday <laughs> yeah. or Saturday or. Whatever. Well, and it shows that he's orienting the beginning of his ministry as bishop around the liturgy of the church. Yeah. And the, these great uh, feast days that we have in the church. But let us keep in mind, you know, we oftentimes think of the visitation as a Marian feast. But what is happening? Mary, the mother, is carrying Jesus into the world. And that gives us a profound hmm. opportunity to consider how Jesus, not yet born, is already being carried into the world by his mother. And, of course, the encounter of two babies, both of whom are not yet born, in the wombs of their mothers, and they know the presence Mm. of each other. And it's communicated through the voice of the mother and heard through the ears of another mother. And, what I mean, this is uh, not organized. It's not authored by us. This is all being pulled together by our Father in Heaven. And the fact that our our soon-to-be new bishop will be ordained and installed, as you said, as bishop of the diocese, on this great feast of the visitation— when God is carried in the womb of his mother to another woman who is a mother and is with child. And that child responds. John the Baptist responds to the presence of another child. Both of them are not yet born. So the dignity of human life is just being professed and acknowledged and exalted on this feast day as we will witness, as you said, Chuck, an incredible moment in the history of the local church. And the other thing is, Father, which I think of you and us meeting you 10 years ago, maybe it's 11 years ago, and talking about the heart of Jesus and the Sacred Heart, and you were doing your thing of of taking Jesus in the homes uh, at St. Michael's. But the visitation was the central mystery of St. Francis de Sales' Mm -hmm. devotion. In fact, the Order of Nuns founded by St. Francis de Sales and St. Jane de Chantal 
was called the visitation order. That's right. And yeah. who came from the visitation order? <laughs> See, Margaret Mary Alaco. You know, so the Sacred Heart de- devotion was deeply planted within the spirituality mm-hmm. uh, of St. Francis de Sales by the Lord. Uh, of course, it's a theology of love. You know, uh, Salesian spirituality and Salesian theology, it's all centered on God's love for humanity. And whether it's the visitation order of nuns that he founded, um, whether it's, you know, the sisters who came from that order, many of whom, they have many saints, many saints from the visitation order. But then look, like you said, the Lord would visit a visitation nun yeah. <laughs> in Père Lamonial, France, and then reveal his sacred heart in a unique, different way for that age. And, in, and it's a revelation that we're still reaping the fruit from. You yeah. know, so it's, this is a month where the Lord is pulling a lot of strings together <laughs> and tying yeah. them together. Well, and also St. Francis de Sales is our patron saint. Of the diocese, he is, wow. yes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not like we... The Lord's we, so romantic. This is all grace. We're all <laughs> grace. Is. Yeah, and... Uh, Father, I, I'm not sure that you know this or not. Uh-oh. I probably but don't. He knows we have everything. a little of announcement. Yeah? Can we make an announcement, Father? <laughs> what? For the Congress. For the Congress, we're going to make the announcement that this book has been written, Behold This Heart, mm, by that's a good book. Father Thomas Daly, that's who's true. a Salesian. Yes. And he's going to be speaking at our Congress. Oh. He's agreed to speak at our Congress. So we're going to have two Father Dailies at our Congress this year. <laughs> and it's the same spelling. You never get that. He might be a relative. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. That we all came from the same there. island. <laughs> and, and I think since we're on St. Francis de Sales, I, I have read this little paragraph. I want you to comment on this, Father. We're putting you on the spot. So, uh, and then you can put me on the spot. Oh, good. <laughs> thus, for Saint, uh, thus, for Francis de Sales, the longing of the human heart led towards God and our fulfillment and union with his divine heart. That is what is means to be created by God and for God in his image and likeness. Union with the divine love is the spiritual vocation of every human person, mm. which the saint summarizes. Man is the perfection of the universe. The spirit is the perfection of man. Love is that of the spirit and charity that of love. Mm. That is why love is the end, the perfection and the excellence of the universe. Yep. And that's what we're really talking about, putting Jesus into your home. Yeah. Why he wants to be exposed and honored. Yeah. And it's, I mean, as that uh, passage from the book so perfectly summarizes, you know, it's the spirituality, the theology of St. Francis de Sales, our patron saint of the diocese, but it's also the manifestation of God's love through the sacred heart devotion. So if there's any brokenness, any woundedness, any sinfulness within our homes, within our hearts, the remedy is the sacred heart of Jesus. The only remedy is opening oneself, opening one's home to the love that God has for us. And to remember that we were made for more than what merely this world is offering or pushing or selling uh, to us. We were made for more. We were made for God's love. And that's transformative. It's also incredibly liberating. You know, so when someone comes, however broken in a conversation, maybe you're with your, speaking with your neighbor or someone you see that you haven't seen for a while at the grocery store, and there's just that in the conversation, something comes out. There's like a lot of woundedness, darkness maybe, sinfulness, brokenness, uh, violence even, turmoil. I mean, you're right there as a disciple of Jesus, and 
the very first thing that can come out of your mouth, if you so choose, is an invitation to come to the heart of Jesus. You know, a holy card, a picture, an image, a prayer, uh, in- inviting them just to open themselves up to the heart of the Lord, the heart of Jesus. And of course, this is the heart we receive at Holy Mass and Holy Communion. This, And when we receive our Lord in a state of grace, which is the only way to receive our Lord, you know, is in that state of grace, we become those missionaries of divine love, those missionaries of the heart of Jesus. And then you start to understand why the Lord has this promise to all of us, you know, for those who propagate this devotion. Well, what's he saying? For those who offer my love to humanity, for those who bring humanity into my love, your name is going to be written on my heart never to be effaced. You know, so there's an opportunity. And it doesn't take eloquence. It doesn't take a PhD. It doesn't take a, you know, a theology course. It, it comes from that witness. You know, like, I know I have experienced God's love through the heart of Jesus. And that heart is available to everyone. And there is a, a um, there is a uh, rush. There is a certain, um, you know, what would you say? Um, we're, I don't want to say we're running out of time, but we have to do this now. We have to bring the heart of Jesus into our homes now. We have to have that image of his heart that he reveals to humanity. We have to have that image before us in our home, at the center of our families, at the center of our spiritual lives. We have to have that now. And I think the challenge is, Father, as we've been blessed for these 11 years and going into homes, talking with families that have been thrown, but again, it's just not exposing, it's honoring. Honoring. It's living it. And we have to do that because what's the alternative today? One of the things that we see that's happening, Father, is that everybody is so busy I'm with you, but I'm not with you yeah, because I, my mind is somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And our Lord says, if you yeah. honor me, you'll start to honor others. Yeah, it's true. And it, you love as he loves. Yeah. It's like that weird thing. is like, oh, we might be with each other, but I'm not really before you. Or I might be before you, but I'm not really with you. You know, how often are you in a conversation and someone pulls out their phone? Mm-hmm. Like, and you're in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> and something comes up and it's like, you know, we've... We've divided our attention so much that we don't even know how to be attentive. Well, but the Father, Lord is. this is so helpful because I think people who love the Lord really want to share that. Absolutely. Especially with those that don't know it. But it's like, how do we do it? How, you know, gee, yeah. It, yeah. And I think by you really talking about this and explaining it, it's really helpful. It's really helpful to me. To be able to step out, sometimes it's stepping out of your comfort zone, mm. and but we're called to do that. Yeah, as you know, that word intentional discipleship yeah. is being used now more and more, and I, I think it's a very good phrase. Yes, it's because true. it's yeah. it sends you forward. Yeah, it's you know you kind of have to wrestle with those words. Yeah, intentional. But it, but it, yeah, but it starts in the home. Yeah, yeah. well, we're seeing in your that. own heart too. And heart, I remember. Yeah. Last year with Bishop Brennan, uh, Father, he said, I want to invite you to do something special this Easter season. And guess what? We're still in the Easter <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. You know, the bunnies <laughs> might be gone, but we're in celebrating acts. Enthrone your home or renew your enthronement to the Sacred Heart. That was right from Bishop Robert Brennan. Mm. And I think what a gift. And all the information that you need to do this is available on our website, 
welcomeisheart.com, welcomeisheart.com. And you can get a, you can, even if you want to go on there and just download the enthronement booklet, you can do that if you have your own image. We want you to enthrone your home. And for those in the Diocese of Columbus, uh, go on that and say, we'd like to enthrone, but we'd like a missionary. Mm. And we now have missionaries going back in the homes, witnessing enthronements. Yeah, thank God. So, and whether you want it for the eight-day or three-day, we're here to make sure that your family can be enthroned. And with we the need graces. your support. Yeah. We need your support, and we really sincerely thank those who are supporting us as a friend, as a monthly donor, because the requests, I think as times are getting more difficult, people are more wounded and troubled with uh, all sorts of things. Jesus is the answer. Yeah. And so we need that in order to better spread the apostolate. And we thank you those who are already doing that, and we ask those who are not to really consider it. Mm -hmm. And, Father, as we're coming to a close of this session, uh, first of all, we're inviting everyone to renew your enthronement, to do your enthronement. But we're also featuring this month, Father, in our newsletter, Keep the Flame Burning. If you're not receiving it, go on, welcome his heart, and sign up. It's free. You get it always on the first uh, Friday, first of the month. And it's but, really good, too. Yeah. Sometimes you get really those emails good. and you're like, ugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of content. But this one's you're really right. good. <laughs> but the fifth promise, Father, the Sacred Heart, mm. I will bestow abundant blessings upon all their undertakings. Now, Father, does that mean I'm going to get wealthy? Uh, does that mean I'm going to have a lot grace? of influence? Yes. <laughs> wealthy and grace. Well, I mean, So what does, what does our Lord mean by that? Well, in the month of May, we've got the perfect example, Our Lady, you know, uniting ourselves to the will of the Father, uniting ourselves to God, um, uniting ourselves to the will of the Most High. Whatever we seek to undertake, the Lord Jesus Christ himself is going to bless. You know, if we are truly what we oftentimes think of ourselves as, his hands, his feet, his voice, his heart, his ears, his lips, I mean, when we're living in union with him, and striving to build the kingdom for him and with him, um, he's going to bless those undertakings. And his promise here to me is not only a consolation to us who are trying to be faithful, but it's also an affront to the kingdom of darkness. Like, these Mm -hmm. are my foot soldiers. These are the ones who are working with me, for me, in me, because of love for me. They're returning the love I have for them. They're returning that love back to me. And his promise is a warning shot. Like, these are my disciples, and they are building my kingdom. And like I said, it's just as much a word of consolation to us who sometimes feel lost. Like, Joanne, you said with everything going on in the world right now, we're so easily tempted to kind of just give up or become lost or uh, disoriented. We're not really sure, like, what's the right path? Where does, what's going on? I don't know who to believe, what to believe. Well, the Lord here reminds us, if you are about my will, if you're about my task, I'm going to bless those undertakings. I'm going to bless your undertakings. And it's not just the work of the kingdom. It's also our daily chores. You know, going to work and being being faithful in the job and being a responsible, productive citizen. And we need each other. Absolutely. And, Father, you might want to share about the procession to the Mary's um, 
for Fatima. Oh, I'm just we are going to. Oh, yeah. we, we're we're, we're going to be talking about alert. Fatima next session. <laughs> That's a spoiler. Well, alert. someone might not <laughs> be there. Now, Father, May thirteenth is the Fatima day. So once again, May is Mary's month. Mm-hmm. But as our mother and as our queen, Chuck began the program by highlighting that Mary May is Mary's month. But she's our our mother and our queen. So she directs our attention to her son, who is our king. And um, for the past, ooh, is it eight years? Eight times? What do you mean? Yeah. We've had on May 13th, Our Lady of Fatima's Feast Day, which is bound up with the Sacred Heart. So stay tuned for the next segment as we cover the Sacred Heart and Our Lady at Fatima. But we have a procession downtown, downtown Columbus from Holy Family Church to St. Patrick's Church. The procession begins at 7 p.m. and the rosary is prayed as it moves through downtown Columbus. It is an absolutely phenomenal sight. It's just amazing. And um, it's one of those blessings we just beseech. The Lord's blessings through the intercession of Our Lady as she appeared at Fatima through the rosary upon the city, upon all the people here, uh, those entrusted with our protection and safety and security. And you have security leaders. there. We do, yeah. yeah. We'll have a police escort for yeah. the procession. And it'll be light at night, so yeah. you're not walking in the dark. And it's um, now officially too big to use the sidewalks. So <laughs> we're in the street oh, and the police escort. Better. Yeah, so it's really been blessed. It's, it's just an incredible blessing. And this year... It gives us an opportunity to pray the rosary, looking ahead to the great feast of the visitation, the ordination installation of Bishop-elect Father Earl Fernandez. And um, that's May 13th. And it's a Friday this year. So that opens it up for a lot of people's schedules, you know, 7 p.m. on that 13th. Praise the Lord. Just in closing, I know we have a prayer, but St. Margaret Mary says, the zeal in which you labor to make the sacred heart of Jesus known in love will gain for you an ever-increasing degree of the crowning gift of the pure love of God. I mean, that says it all. Why <laughs> not promote it? Yeah. Why not enter exactly. into his heart? No, so true. You know. So true. As we uh, have run the three bases several different times during this first segment of this uh, Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us in prayer before the Sacred Heart as we bring to a close this first segment. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. So, what are you afraid of? Some people are so afraid of the pain they never face their own wounds. So afraid of death they never live. So afraid of being hurt they never form friendships. So afraid of failure they never take risks. Fear stops us from living. St. Paul had reasons to be afraid. From 2 Corinthians, he said, Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times shipwrecked. I spent a night and day on open sea. I've been in danger from rivers, bandits, my own countrymen, the Gentiles. But he also wrote, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Trouble or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? No. In all these, we are more than conquerors because of him who loved us. What are you afraid of? Our lives are fragile, so fragile it's scary. If we look to ourselves for security, maybe we should be scared. So maybe we shouldn't do that. Trust Him. Be more than a conqueror. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. 
Well, as a teenager, I didn't really see how relevant uh, religion was in my life. In my early 20s, I I began to look at other faiths. Well, I, I understand as as a Catholic that the things that I were I was given uh, at a very early age, those things never ended. They're still with me. That's what drew me back. Because the Catholic Church is a is worldwide, there are so many different types of people that come to the church, and and it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. I'm where God wants me to be, and and I feel like my life is can be used for what He wants now. And when I came back, I said, Lord, you were waiting for me the whole time with your arms open wide, and I have come home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning once again, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we enter into the second segment of the Sacred Heart Hour, I invite you to join us as we enter into the covenant renewal prayer with our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother, May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families in the night ahead and help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 Uh, well, Father, we have a brief announcement here, a promotion by... Not so brief. Well, I... I Very I, important. I, yeah, I mean, we have a full schedule. This is hard for us to break someone in, but we're giving them some precious time. There are those time. pulling the cart, and then there's yeah. Chuck pushing the cart? Yeah. No. Both. But the executive director is going to join us from St. Gabriel Radio, and we are all excited about the yes, rescue we project. Are. It's huge. And you have as much time as you want. <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> so you're, you're introducing the rescue project. So we're talking about uh, the installation and ordination mm-hmm. of uh, Bishop Fernandez, which is so exciting Huge. for our diocese. Yep. But last year, when we interviewed Bishop Brennan before he left Columbus, we asked him, what is your deepest prayer for our diocese? Mm-hmm. And he said that all be one and that you take seriously Matthew 28 mm. to make disciples of all. Yeah. And we prayed about what that meant for St. Gabriel Radio. About a month or so later, the leadership of St. Gabriel is at an event. We meet Father John Ricardo, and he says, Columbus, there's something special about Columbus. I get more comments from anybody in the world Hmm. from Columbus, Ohio. Wow. And I want to bring, for the first time ever, this new culmination of 25 years of teaching, the Rescue Project, to Columbus to try it out. Wow. And to be with people. He calls this not a, a, con- uh, a conference, but it's an experience. Mm. So he has not just one talk, wow. he has five talks. 
plenty of time for reflection and discussion. Everybody will be at a table, which is mm. much different than yeah. a regular conference. Oh, that's wonderful. There'll be great music. Uh, and we just learned that our new bishop, Bishop Fernandez, will be celebrating Mass at 4 o'clock. Oh, wow. So how we'll wonderful. be gathered together across all the different um, wow. representatives from all of our parishes, gathered together with our new bishop, hearing this culmination of beautiful teaching. And Chuck told me earlier this morning, Bill, you can only talk on the Sacred Heart Hour if you can tie it in the Sacred Heart. So here's the, here's the, the tie-in. The tie-in. <laughs> when Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alico, he says, or she says, the Sacred Heart of Jesus has such a great desire to be known. Mm-hmm. A great desire to be known. Father John Ricardo is one of the best speakers about yes. the Catholic faith in the world and probably in our generation. Mm. This is a great opportunity for you to make disciples of others, to not only register at stgabrielradio.com, but to think of that one or two people in your lives that are really just trying to sort out life, yeah. and they're mm. trying to put pieces together. John Ricardo will allow that individual to put those pieces together rooted in Scripture, rooted in the Catholic faith, it's going to be a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. I hope you can take seriously Bishop Brennan's request yeah. to make disciples of others, oh. bring one person with you, have them sit at the table with you. And uh, Joanne, you were talking this morning <laughs> that when you heard about the tables, you got so excited. I know, I did. I think, for one thing, it's, it's often difficult to take notes when you're sitting in a chair. And also, That's true. Yes, and also to be gathered around a table and, you know, either with the people that um, the Holy Spirit puts you with, if you didn't know them, or if you're bringing people, Mm. it's going to be a Holy Spirit experience no matter. But, you know, to just open your heart. And I think we really do, as trying to be intentional disciples, we really have to pray, who can I invite? That's true. Who can I also help get there? Not just say, come, but maybe you need to be the instrument to even pay their way or to give them a ride and begin to mentor them, Mm. especially if they're going through a difficult time. So, uh, And I also think with everything going on in our country and we're blanketed today with the Supreme Court and Road versus Wade, and it, the information gets out, and the sides are being, and it's 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 dividing our country. Jesus does not want to divide our country. Jesus is about everybody being living in the light, mm. and that's first of all what we need to do is change our hearts. And I'm sure, Bill, this is going to be a great heart changer for everybody coming. Well, it will be because the Holy Spirit will be there, mm-hmm. the Scripture will be there, yeah. and most importantly, we're receiving our Lord with our new bishop, and I, I can't think of a better thing hmm. to, to make sure that we stay one, as Bishop Brennan mm-hmm. mentioned. Let's be one, and I think you're mm-hmm. right, Chuck. It's going to be difficult for us to be one. We must be rooted in Christ. So the Rescue Project Live with Father John Ricardo at the Ohio Expo Center. So if you've been at the Men's and Women's Conferences, it's in a different building. Uh, it's at the Celeste Center. It's going to be on June 18th, June 18th, so just a couple of weeks after our new bishop is uh, uh, ordained and installed. And it's 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., so it's inexpensive, just $30. It's just for the food costs. Father John is donating all of his time. Can you imagine that? One of the best wow. Catholic speakers saying, yeah. I'm not, I don't huh. want to charge anything. Huh. In fact, he told us at first, 
I don't want you to charge anybody anything. And I said, well, we've tried that for some <laughs> yeah. of our concerts. Yeah. And then half the people don't show up. Yeah. So we, we do need to have people Buy-in. pay for the food. Yeah. But yeah. outside of the food, we have donors that are covering the expo expenses. So please, please in, invite that person in your life that you know is trying to make sense of it all. Father John Ricardo will help you do that. Well, thank you, well Bill. Said, and this Bill. is really thank exciting. You. And it's a great opportunity for all of us to gather and gather with our new bishop, too. Yeah. And I know, Father Daly, yeah. this is an exciting time for it's true. Our and it's diocese. the month of the Sacred Heart. It's a beautiful way to honor yeah. the Sacred Heart by attending. But, you know, one of the things that strikes me is um, you hear a lot of uh, complimentary comments about father ricardo he's got a gift he's got the gift of speech Mm -hmm. and the thing is like if you know of someone if you love someone who struggles or wants to learn more but maybe their concern is like everything always seems to be over their head yeah this will not be over their head father ricardo has that gift of being able to teach and explain without you thinking that it's over your head uh, in fact, it's very, he makes it so easily, easily uh, attainable and puts in your grasp right he's there. He's truly gifted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I love how Bill said it. It's like he's, he's one of, if not the best, mm-hmm. uh, you might say evangelist right now, right, we have in the church. Um, and it's just his radio show, his programs, his uh, conferences. I mean, you just learn. It's a wealth of knowledge, and it's right there in front of you. you know? and, it's, you know, and he's going to be there in person, praise God. You know? I, it's a true gift for yeah. Columbus. And also, as Light we enter fire. into yeah. session two now, and uh, we, we know that... was that our commercial break. Uh, commercial <laughs> break was over with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the Saints uh, and Peace Days coming up this month. And, Father, we're going to focus in on a couple of them. But people can go to the newsletter. Uh, keep the flame burning. It will bring you up to date on all of the different... Feast days and really what a wonderful month. But let's start with one that's already gone by us, St. Joseph the Worker. Yeah. Now, St. Joseph is St. Joseph. You can't help but love St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. And he is not recorded as having said one word in sacred scripture. We know implicitly he said at least one word. That was the name Jesus when he he named the child, the Christ child. Um, But he's always kind of like, he takes a back seat, you know? and that's that was the case with his feast day. It was the first, you know, of May, but it was also a Sunday in May. So we're celebrating Sunday Mass. It's the first day in May. So our attention, of course, goes to Our Lady because it's her month. But May first is the feast of Saint Joseph the Worker, mm. and it's really a powerhouse day of celebration. It um, we might say kind of takes a backseat to the greater solemnity in March, the solemnity of Saint Joseph spouse of Mary. But on May 1st, there's that Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. And this is something I just would like to encourage anyone and everyone who has a job, you know, and you're so easily tempted to think of whether or not it's worth it. What do you gain from it? You know, what are you actually providing for the business or the company or the customer or your coworker or your boss or your subordinate? You know, bring in St. Joseph, Bring in St. Mm-hmm. Joseph to that conversation when you're thinking about your task at hand. Or, you know, you get you wake up and you get in your car and you're like, I don't want to mm-hmm. go to work. <laughs> you know, Or you pull up to the front door and you do that sound again. You're like, I don't want to mm-hmm. go inside. St. Joseph helps us to understand the beauty, the dignity, and work. And uh, the institution of this feast day was done in a particular way <laughs> because of how people were being reduced to merely a number. Um or like a, a moving piece in a puzzle 
or a factory cog. And the Holy Father, you know, the magisterium of the church understands the dignity of humanity and the dignity of human labor. And so when we look at St. Joseph, we see how he, with joy, but also in sanctity, provided for the needs of the Holy Family. And that's so important. And he saw this in 1955, Pope yeah. Pius XII. And things really haven't gotten much better. No. no. So I we need him worse. more. And yeah. you know, when, when people, I, I always say this, Father, when we, we, we know slavery is a sin. Yes, yeah. But we have slavery today. Absolutely. And people don't know they're being slaves. Yep, yeah. And I think we have to bring St. Joseph. You have to, you cannot check your faith at the doorway. Right. Yeah. We are the hands and the mouth for our Lord. Our Lord. And and that's what we talk about being a missionary disciple. Yeah. That is big out there. And I know Father as we enter in uh the other thing again this is the Sacred Heart Hour for those go to welcomeisheart.com. Uh we we also enter into a great feast day coming up Our Lady of Fatima. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that sound effect made it up. It's <laughs> 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 huge. So, question, Chuck. Joanne, you guys love to put me on the spot. Yes, on we do. On live air. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Why is May 13th the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima? <gasps> I don't know. What? Is that the great miracle? There was a great miracle. Yeah. It was the first. It's the anniversary of her apparition. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Spit it out, hon. Get it out there. <laughs> so, that? That's how, your pause was how I feel when you're like, now, Father, oh. I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> so, in 1917, Touché. in 1917, Our Lady yep. appeared on May 13th, just outside in the Cova, just outside of Fatima, Portugal. Let us, I mean, just, if we can just understand, the Mother of God was sent by our Father in Heaven, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, to Earth to appear to three children in Fatima, Portugal. And those three children, the three seers or the the three shepherd children, gives us an opportunity to understand God is not giving up on us. You know, a lot of times we feel that God has just washed his hands of us, turned his back on us, turned away. No, he sends his mother. First of all, Jesus descends upon the altar in every holy mass. The Lord is present among us. But he sends his mother in 1917 to teach the children, to teach all of humanity how to pray, how to pray in reparation how to pray for peace, so intercession, uh, but also how to strive for personal sanctity and purity, purity in the heart, purity in the flesh. The three children who uh, were blessed to receive the apparitions of Our Lady and Fatima between May and October, the three children were filled with wonder and awe. And those three little ones suffered immensely because of how few people believed what they had to say about Our Lady appearing to them. And here we are now over a hundred years later, and that request of Our Lady remains the same. Pray the rosary. Pray the rosary every day. Pray the rosary for the triumph of the Immaculate Heart so the kingdom of her son Jesus will reign and be clear. Pray for peace. You know? Well, and go ahead, check. No, I was going to say also she said that Russia would spread its errors around the world yeah. and several nations would be annihilated. Yeah. But if people would pray, Russia would be converted. And she closed with, as you said, Father, in the end, her immaculate heart will triumph. And what I see is, Father, one way Russia has spread its errors is to devalue the human. Right. Life of all stages. This is exactly what we're witnessing right now. And in our next election, it's going to be centered on this issue, 
life or death. Yeah. And we're going to be given a choice. And I think, Father, uh, Deuteronomy 30-19, I've set before you life and death, the blessings and the curse. Choose life, then that, then that you and your descendants may live by loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him. It's pretty clear, Father. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who enters into sacred scripture will always encounter the manifestation of God's kingdom over and over and over again. They're also going to experience the invitation given by God to enter into the kingdom. And here we are on this first Friday of the month of May, Mary's month, uh, considering the power, the glory, the reality of the sacred heart of Jesus. And we're understanding there's a lot at play on the world stage. But how do we as an individual have an influence on that? How do we as an individual stake a claim? How do we as an individual remain strong? By allowing the glory, the reality, the power, the mercy, the love of the sacred heart of Jesus to enter into our own hearts. You know, the president of the United States of America, the leader of Russia, they do not have control over your heart or my heart. We do. They don't get to determine whether or not we open our heart to the kingdom of God, the sacred heart of Jesus, but we can. We do. And here we are on this radio program asking you, begging you, encouraging you, open your heart to the heart of Jesus so that when you hear that beautiful uh, quote from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, you know, and the Lord is saying, I have placed before you the choices, the options. Choose life then. We're choosing the heart. It, it's so serious. Yeah. We are at such a crossroads, mm. especially in our country. That it's time. Yeah. It's time to not make excuses or to yep. say, oh, this is just one issue. I'm not. Yeah. No, it's it's about choosing yep. life, human dignity of life. And I wonder when she said if we didn't pray and do penance, yeah. several nations would be annihilated. I used to think that was all about bombs. Right. Now I'm thinking. A future. Well, yeah. I'm thinking. Our country is being annihilated yep. by infiltration of thought, yeah. even in undermining of our constitution and in our Christian principles. Yeah. To me, annihilation is much more broad than just what's happening in the Ukraine, yeah. which is real. Yep. So, you know, I just really invite you to go before the Lord, recommit to life, but also don't stop there. Go to your children, your family, because the culture is very strong yeah. and the messages that are being put out there are seductive. And it's time for us to really, if you need to get a science book, if you need to explain to people on whatever level, but first pray and do penance yep. and be one that has united your heart to the heart of Jesus, which is also mercy. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, think about what we've been discussing, the visitation of our Lord. Yeah. Like if you pray the rosary and if you actually meditate and enter into the mysteries of the rosary, you live the life of Jesus. So you go from conception when God takes flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now here we are, we're looking ahead to the great feast of the visitation. Uh, Jesus the Christ is in utero. He's in mm -hmm. the womb and he's already announcing the kingdom. You know, and Another baby, not yet born, is responding to the kingdom. So when you live the mysteries of the rosary and you live the life of Jesus, you're living the heart of Jesus, and you just become overwhelmed with the gospel of life. And if you've made choices in the darkness, it's been seduced by the evil one, yeah. 
we want you to know that there's hope and healing for mm-hmm. you, that you you have a, 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 a tenderness in your heart, a wound in your heart that can be used for God's glory, mm-hmm. that if you have the courage to share your story with someone and to grieve with them, but to be healed, be healed. And so you can be renewed and you can be empowered to be a voice for life. And uh, the movie, Abby Johnson, Unplanned, is a powerful movie. And that was in the theaters. You can still, I'm sure, buy it. But that could be another vehicle for you. Well, I think this is why we want the Sacred Heart in every home. Absolutely. Because it's the healer of our hearts. It's the healer of families. He wants to bring families together. And uh, this is what Our Lady said in Fatima. Jesus wishes to establish devotion to my macro heart in the world. I promise salvation to those who embrace it. And these souls will be beloved of God like flowers Mm. arranged by me to adorn his throne. Mm. It's the throne. We want to enthrone Jesus as the king, brother, friend, and savior of our home. That's what we're talking about. He becomes the king. I'm not the king. Joanne's not the king. We have the king. Now, Father, we move into May 29th, the ascension. Our faith is based on the ascension. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. You know, the Lord, um, with all the consolation he brings to the apostles and the disciples and his mother, Our Lady, after the resurrection from the dead, you know, he lets us know through the ascension that we were not made for earth. We were made for heaven. And in his ascension Mm -hmm. to the Father in heaven, he basically lets out, literally, he lets out the road that we're called to pass. We're called to follow him to heaven. And I think when you kind of consider the ascension of our Lord Jesus into heaven, his return to the Father in heaven, and then you revisit the Sacred Heart devotion, his words, you know, how often does he refer to heaven? How often does he point to heaven? How often does he assure us of heaven if we live with his heart now? So we have that, you know, that we have the roadmap. We know where we're going if we're living with the heart of Jesus. And we've all uh, experienced this, heard this, listened to this, encountered this, uh, as you speak with people about the heart of Jesus, how you know, people will live the devotion to the Sacred Heart. And then maybe because of infirmity or frailty or moving, they go through a period in their life where they're not able to have access to Mass or the sacraments. And yet it's amazing how the Lord will like part the waters and he will make his way to them in those moments when they need him the most. Because there was that time in their life, that chapter in their life, when they not only uh, exalted him, enthroned him, but they honored him. They lived that sense of reverence, wonder, and awe, moment by moment, by living in his heart. And if we just kind of consider the life of the Church, which is the life of Jesus, and this month, this month of Mary, you know, We get to celebrate the ascension of our Lord into heaven. He's going to show us by his very return to the Father where we're supposed to go, the Father in heaven. He's going to give us that encouragement, that food for the journey in his heart that we receive in Holy Communion. And then in the visitation, we kind of dial it back a little bit, go back in time, consider how Our Lady carried him in her visit to Elizabeth. You know, God in the flesh visits another child through his mother, visiting that child's mother, And these names should not be lost on us. Mary, Jesus, Elizabeth, John the Baptist. These names should be so familiar with us because they are our family. This is our life. You know, and I think for people that have enthroned or have 
uh, thinking about renewing, and they've lost. They, they, you've become a little stale. You become cold <laughs> because this is the way life is. You get distracted to it's something true. else. Yeah, it's nature. But I think I just want to invite you to understand the Sacred Heart Hour is just one component of how we're promoting this. You can get the newsletter the first of the month, Keep the Flame Burning. You can attend on the Thursday night before First Friday the vigil monthly meetings at St. Paul's. Mm. And it's a wonderful group, men, women coming from around the diocese. And even last night, uh, you know, no father were involved with this, but I'm saying, man, I've become stale. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you realize yeah. you need to be awakened, and we need these events to help us come back to love our Lord, love His heart, and then to make sure you get to Mass on First Friday, which is today. And then on the fourth Sunday, we have a Zoom rosary. And then we're coming up with a big webcast in June. And the webcast is going to be really with wonderful speakers. And uh, you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be June 14th. There'll be a lot more information coming out. And then November 6th is the Sacred Heart Congress. But all of this is to bring us to the heart of Jesus. Absolutely. It's all about the heart of Jesus. Don't and be I, stale. And I also very much recommend Emily Jaminette's book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart. The blessings that that book has given many people, the understanding, deeper understanding of the 12 promises is just beautiful. It's another resource. So, you know, get the book, give the book, and just <laughs> read uh, it. Read the book. <laughs> read it. Don't just get it. Read it. it. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a very good book. And you know what? When you read it, don't be afraid to underline. And highlight. Oh, that's a good point. And then point. give that copy. Yeah, I like that. Because something that stands out to you might very well stand out to someone else. Exactly. You know? Yep. The, um, I, Chuck, I, you left me speechless. <laughs> I don't ever want to be stale. Sometimes I fear I am. So the best way you can be stale is if you stay in touch with the source of life and you stay that's alive. That's what I'm looking for. Right. You know? <laughs> don't be stale. That'll be the tagline for today's show. I like don't that. Don't be stale. Father. Okay. You know? But I think, you know, there's ways to just kind of avoid being stale, and that's just stay in tune with the heart of the Lord. Keep holy His name. Mm. You know, be attentive to His presence at Mass, and uh, just please ask for the grace to get rid of the fear, the fear that is paralyzing so many of us. And uh, you know, in the heart where there is only love, there's no room for fear. So if there's any fear there, just ask the Lord to give you His love, and He He totally will. So I think. Um, don't be stale. <laughs> Great <laughs> advice. We got to refresh. Maybe. Absolutely. You know, you hit your computer, refresh your <laughs> that's computer, true. and that's what we're trying to do. My button is broken. Okay. I refresh all, right. all the time. <laughs> Reset. We have, as we bring to a close this segment of uh, the Sacred Heart Hour, we invite you to just kind of wrap up this hour with a, um, a prayer to the heart of Jesus, and to also consecrate the rest of this day, the first Friday, to the Sacred Heart of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most pure heart of your mother. May we love one another more and more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive our sins. Teach us how to see you in those we meet outside our home. Please help us keep our love for you always strong by frequent mass 
and Holy Communion. Thank you, dear Jesus, King and friend of our, fam- of our family, for all the blessings of today. Protect us during the night ahead and help us all to get to heaven. Amen. Amen.